Our next item is item F, which is our draft rule, restricted hunting area establishment. My name is Richard Martinez, representing the Florida chapter of Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Uh, my name is Chris Spencer. I'm a resident and user of the public land and waters of our state. This is Fletcher sure. Hallett. My name is uh, Steve Whittem. This is Mike Melton. My name is Peter Arcuri. My name is John Schiller. Where do you hunt, John? Wherever there's water, sir, wherever I'm allowed. Hi, my name is Elizabeth Bland. My name is Brian Cottingham. I'm a fourth generation Floridian and a Florida public land waterfowler. Yes, my name's Michael Keat. Hi, my name's Trevor Dunlap, and I'm a new duck hunter. My, my name's David Rodriguez. Stop, my name's Stacey Whittem. Hey, Commissioners, Mike Elfenbein speaking as Mike Elfenbein. I, I promised myself and others that I would not wade into this issue. I just can't help it. Hello, Commissioners. My name is Chad Rashar, and I'm a property owner and most specifically a duck hunter in Southern Clay County. My name is Wesley Carter, um, and I live in Pensacola, Florida. Uh, I'm a local chairman for Delta Waterfowl. While we're, wait, while we're waiting for the speaker, I just want to remind everybody this is a draft rule. So why at the end of that did the Chairman Barreto Chairman say, I just want to remind everyone this is a draft rule? <laughs> Because I think they were a little bit overwhelmed with the fact that we had that kind of showing for a draft rule hearing to provide input on the rule. That's so silly to me. Of course we're going to show up because drafts become rules. Right. (laughs) It's the perfect time to say what you need to say. Right. And y'all said it. How good was that intro? I cried the first time I heard that intro. So good, right? Man. It's just nice to like, honestly, how many, we've been doing this since 2017. Yep. This is year four. I feel like right now in the past six months, we've gotten so much momentum and it just doesn't feel like we're alone anymore. Oh yeah. If there's one word you would use to describe what we're doing, I would think it would be community. (sighs) No doubt. Right? No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. I'm not quite sure how we pulled that off, but we have somehow pulled that off and we're rolling with it. That's you, baby. No, that's all of us. Because you can't, one person can't be a community. You got to have a whole bunch of people in no, it. No, but you need a leader to set the tone. Well, there's there's a whole bunch of people in it. Yep. But so. like attracts like, I think. So, uh, obviously, Nate, Nate is not here this week. He actually could be here, but we had scheduling snafus around us. And we were like, we're going to talk about RHA stuff so heavily. And he's like, dude, y'all are killing it with that. But... So Emily and I could get out of here and go to dinner early. <laughs> We're going to head and recording. Um, what's new? What's new with me? Well, we have a new review. Do you want to go straight into that? Or do I you mean, want to talk about the RHA thing anymore? Oh. Um, or do you want to come back to the RHA thing? Uh, We'll come back to it. Let's Yeah, we'll, we'll come, come back, back to it. it. We're going to talk about it. All right. We're going to talk about it. Uh, We have a new review. It's not going to take me long to read it. No. <laughs> it's, it's five not, stars. It's not the Magna Carta. Yeah, it's from Aiden1209. He says, Cast and Blast, you guys are fire. Wow. Well said, Aiden. What if Aiden is a big fan of The Apprentice way back when that was socially acceptable? And what he was meant to say was, Cast and Blast, you guys are fired. <laughs> I hate it whenever I hit enter too soon, right? <laughs> You're fire. <laughs> <laughs> What if Aiden just terminated us and it gave us five stars because he thought it was the worst? Oh my gosh. Um, what if everyone gave us five <laughs> stars because they were confused about the metric and really they were trying to give us the worst and they gave us the best? I just don't think that's how that works. That's probably unlikely. But thanks for the review. Hey, uh, listeners of the show, uh, we are Cast and Blast Florida podcast. If you go to Apple 
iTunes on your iPhone? Yeah, Apple, yeah, whatever, podcast it's on your iPhone. It's the Apple podcast app on your phone. Go to our podcast on there. Scroll down. You'll find a place to leave a review. It's so hard to do, but it means the world to us. We'll read your review on the show. She's, she sounds sarcastic, but it's really... Do I? God, I hate when I have my sarcasm filter on. I don't know you it. Sound, no, but it's really legitimately like... No, it's actually hard to do it. It's my, not intuitive. My sister had the same iPhone I did at one time, and I took my sister's phone. She's like, I can't figure out how to do a review. I'm like, just give it here. I'm just going to do a five-star review so we get credit for it, You know, like every review we fight tooth and nail for. Right. I couldn't figure out how to do it on my sister's iPhone that was like the same iPhone I have. <laughs> it's because Apple keeps changing. Anyway, there's a mysterious algorithm that they own that promotes podcasts. And so interacting with ours is what gets us promoted. So thanks for listening. Please leave us a review. It would be amazing. Hopefully we are the brightest spot in your Tuesday morning or whenever, whenever, you, you, listen. whenever you listen to this. <laughs> insert date here. In, yeah. In, insert. You, you guys verbally, we'll just leave a blank here and you can say whenever that is. <laughs> You'll feel like you, you listened. Are you going to ask um, me what's new with me? I was. What's new with you? I, you have to stop talking so I don't interrupt Sorry. you. I'm just very excited, okay? <laughs> I'm just high energy right now. What's new with me is not really new with me, but it's new with the state of Florida, and that is it's turkey season. Again. Tis the season for turkeys for part of our state. Oh, my gosh. And they're out and about, too. Did you see our neighbor's turkey at the front <laughs> door? Pecking I, on the, I posted I, like three times. Turkey literally came to our neighbor's house, and she had like a glass uh, swing door and her front door was open so it was just the glass and of course it's reflective during the day so the turkey knocked on her door at itself a big old Osceola huge gobbler. and there's a bunch behind him too yeah that's called you like know what in the shot you know a group of turkeys like that is called uh, like like the the hierarchy of those turkeys do you know what that's called the turk eye it's called a lek get right out of here l-e-k that's not real that's the that's the practice they have for how they like mate and have a hierarchy it's called a lek. They have a they they have a hierarchy. Yeah, we're gonna learn all about this in an interview uh, that I'll be recording this week. That this is coming out. Oh, the, with the two turkey doctor. But people? the interview will be coming out in a couple of weeks, and it's gonna be incredible. Oh my gosh! Turkey I really, doctor people, I really, fire people. I really lick that idea. Lek. Lek. <laughs> Did I say lick? You said lick. Oh, that was weird. I I feel like I should have to edit that, but I'm not going to. I can just tell you right now, I'm not editing that. That's staying in. You really licked it. Yeah, that was. <laughs> This <laughs> just went to a weird, weird place. So, um, no, turkey season is upon us. Uh, saw some youths of the parents of, that are in our group, in our cast and blast the Florida of the group on Facebook. Like, in, in our in our sphere of the world, people that we know and see, saw some very successful youth hunts already take place. So, that's super exciting. I, I love, just had a t-shirt idea. I love, is it about Lex? It's about turkeys. Okay. Does it have a Lex joke in it? No. Okay. Are you going to tell us the idea? I just think we could do like kids camo shirts for turkey season that say little turkey. Cast and blast Florida. I feel like kid shirts are the worst idea ever. We do have a lot Let me of tell you all something. I heard a lot about y'all wanting some kid shirts and we got a lot of kid shirts sitting in my, in my, in my, whatever that is in our warehouse. <laughs> 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 um, anyway, no, super excited. Like I'm so pumped. Like, one of my favorite things is that turkey season, the youth season, is before mm. the season. So the birds are – one thing about turkeys is they get pressured. And when they get pressured, they be, change behavior quickly. Mm-hmm. So the youths are getting the first shot at these birds. That's super exciting. And Will, formerly of the two-minute Will fame, is uh, – he goes with my dad every year. I, I, I can't go where they go because um, I don't have a permit to go there. But 
he goes with my dad every year and my dad has located some turkeys oh my gosh is he going this coming weekend uh next weekend oh my for, gosh. for our for where we're at it opens the 13th for youth got it so super exciting glad to see a bunch of pictures of a bunch of kids killing turkeys like there's nothing better than kids doing outdoor stuff a kid, a kid holding a fish, a kid holding a duck, a kid holding a deer, like any of that stuff's awesome. I'm all in on that. Um, what's noteworthy? I yeah. have, I have, I'm, it's the same thing, but I'm going to tell you three different dates. One of the what's noteworthies is uh, the lake management plan meetings are coming up. Those are going to be online web meetings from 6 to 8 p.m. They're going to be the 9th, the 16th, and the 23rd. Okay, so three consecutive Tuesdays. Three consecutive Tuesdays. The ninth is the Harris Chain of Lakes. The 16th is Lake Okeechobee. And the 23rd is the Cake Hall, the Kissimmee Chain of Lakes, which is like the upper Kissimmee stuff. Um, these are lake management plans. FWC's putting those together. They're looking for stakeholder input. I, I don't know how interactive these meetings will be. I don't, like, I don't know how many people will attend or anything else. Some people like to use these meetings as like a protest type situation where they can show up and yell about spraying. But really... If you have a couple hours, 6 to 8 p.m. on a Thursday night, it's a great way to get informed about what's going on in the water bodies that we frequent for hunting or fishing. Sorry, Tuesday night. Did I say Thursday? You did. (laughs) On a Tuesday night, it's a great way to get informed about the lake bodies we frequent, um, what's going on with the lake management plans, kind of maybe just a stakeholder update on what they're they're looking at with fisheries management and waterfowl and hydrilla and all these different things. So um, it's a great way to stay involved. Decisions get made by those that show up. That's what we like to say, right? Yes. So uh, 9th, 16th, 23rd. I'm going to try to attend all of those, but I don't know that I'll get to see you because it's all Zoom world now, right? So we just sit over in the comments on the side. <laughs> yeah. The actual conversation happens in the comments. Hey, um, if you don't know why the lake management stuff is important, we do have episodes where we've talked about that. Yeah. Well, we've, we've done conversation interviews with uh ryan ham who's the guy in charge of the lake management plans that was uh let me see episode 2.3 conversations 2.3 i think and then danielle kirkland i want to say is 2.16 don't hold me to that that's close on the 2.12 i'm trying to find him but anyway um both of those folks are super involved in it and you can go back and, and hear them and hear them talk about kind of this this process or kind of the some of the stuff that feeds into this process so super super good way to get involved um Super encouraging to see those kind of being written because they'll be kind of a living document, but also a thing that gives us input on what's going on on our lakes. Like we all care about these lakes deeply. We all love to blink and moan about them when they're not what we think they should be. Yeah. You don't get to complain if you don't show up. Exactly. And if you need to do your homework before you show up so you know what you're talking about, we have info in those old episodes you can go listen to yeah. from the scientists that manage it. Uh, I would also encourage listening to the interview with Dr. Jason Farrell. Mm-hmm. I would also encourage listening to uh, the interview with, with Mark Hoyer, the limnologist from the University of Florida. I think that was 229. All of those episodes are fantastic for formulating kind of being in. We've talked about this a lot, being an informed consumer. Yeah. Being an informed constituency. So knowing what's going on and and why these certain inputs matter and certain outputs matter and how it all folds together. So are we going to do another um, like Zoom call before those sessions? So uh, like our listeners can do questions and stuff. uh, If you guys want a Zoom call about league management plans, you can ping me. I don't I don't personally think that's necessary Mm -hmm. because I think these meetings are going to be a little more inductive. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be a little more sit and listen. Got it. So not not as much of a of a interaction. 
asking questions type of stuff. But I could be wrong. They, they, they very much may have a way for you to do that. Um, I just know there's some limitations with the tool and that's not a knock at the agency. Like they're doing a really good job with COVID, mm-hmm. but there's always a few, few things that are like, man, I wish we could be in person or I wish there was a different tool for this or something else. So, um, before we move into, Oh, I have one more. What's noteworthy thing. I don't have it up there, but I've shared this on social media a couple of times. I know we have a lot of small businesses listening and a lot of, uh, side hustles listening. American daughters conservation is doing their annual, uh, tournament, their fishing tournament. Okay. And I think it's like a month long or six weeks long or something like that. And they're looking for sponsors for their shirt. So, and it's not a super expensive lift. So if you have a business out there that's in the outdoors realm or you have a business out there and you just want to get some advertising, I was looking at it and I think, man, this is a really good value when you think about impressions and how that works. I think, I think you could you could really make some headway with that. So um, if you need some help finding out about that, you can message me and I can connect you or you can message, if you're in Cast and Blast Florida, the group, you can message Elizabeth Bland, B-L-A-N-D, um, if you're interested in a sponsorship for that tournament. And I should also tell you, it's a really cool tournament. It's an online tournament. It raises funds for a good organization, one that we are big fans of. So you can also join the tournament oh, if you're man. interested. Yeah, we can do a t-shirt, uh, sponsor a t-shirt for 200 bucks. Yep. That's, that's what it was, $200 for, and I think they needed six sponsors or something like that. So it's not a heavy lift. So um, anyway, there was another thing I wanted to mention in the what's noteworthy. Main segment. No, before we get to the main segment, we have to pay a bill. Oh, Okay. <laughs> It's like our first time doing this. <laughs> 904-315-5812 is our good buddy Fletcher Hallett, who you may have heard in the opening as one of the voices at the FWC commission call. Yeah. So let me just let me just throw that out there. You're not calling some ethereal person that isn't actually participating in the stuff we're participating in. Fletcher's a dude that does the same stuff we do. He understands hunting. He understands fishing. He understands being a, a person in Florida that wants to pursue outdoor stuff. What better person would you want handling your insurance needs, whatever they are? Home, life, auto, boat, business. ATV. <laughs> I don't know. Can you even get ATV? We don't have ATV, so I don't know if that's a thing. Rocket pack. 904-315-5812. You can call or text Fletcher, or you can send him an email, fhallett at hallettends.com, which, by the way, I misspelled last week, believe it or not. On you an email. did? Yes. If you don't know how to spell it. I spelled it correctly. I spelled it how it ends, but I didn't put the dot com because it's my first time using email. But if I did struggle with spelling it, how would you remember, Emily? Double the L's and double the T's. How it for all your insurance needs. Yeah. That was awesome. Main segment. Um, if you're tired of talking about RHAs, go away. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's not what we say. That's not what we say or mean. Um, we are going to talk about this week, and then we were, we're going to give you guys a couple weeks break off of it because I know we've been hammering it. But this is a really good venue for us to be able to talk about it and to kind of share kind of our, our wins and our losses. Yeah, in don't it. apologize because what happened last week was a big deal. Do you want to describe what you saw? Listen, I I was supposed to read a statement for somebody that couldn't be there, so I was like at work, had my own laptop to the side, watching it, ready to read my statement. And sadly, you know, the schedule shifts that day, depending on who shows up to comment. So I couldn't read it, but I was, I was there for the beginning of the RHA section. And I was literally sitting in my desk chair crying because when they got to public comment, it was just person after person after person 
who we didn't even know all of them, but they had obviously done their homework and came ready and just uh, came and just asked the best questions. They were so respectful. They were um, compelling and they were there in high numbers, uh, which is huge. But I think on, you know, having it be a Zoom call or whatever is like really conducive to that. But anyway, it was just, man, it made me, it made me feel feelings, which I, you know, I hate that shit. Yeah. Sorry. You don't do, you don't do feelings. I'm leaving that in. I'm not, (laughs) it it just is what it is at this point. So by count of supporting the rule as written. So FWC proposed a draft rule. Those that supported the rule as written in draft form, there were two supporters on the call. Those that did not support it and asked for, um, additional concessions be made or moves be made in our direction, in the sportsman's direction. There are 18 of those on the call. Okay. So you're talking about 90% of the, the uh, callers were in alignment. And what made me so proud, and I think you'll love this, what made me so proud was listening to those callers talking. First off, people didn't just call in to hear their voices. Like no. obviously, it, we had a lot of folks that were nervous. They came about to play, but the statements they were making, talking about being public land waterfowlers, talking about their experiences, talking about spatial separation and public trust, and okay, like the sovereign land, submerged sovereign land, like seven ninety dot fifteen. Like these people were informed and as informed as you can get on this kind of stuff, which is like that's like crack for us, right? Well, that's what the commission, like they can't ignore that. So when you come in there like beating your chest and yelling and screaming about how you feel about it, that's not effective. But when you come with smart questions, respectfully asking them to consider your point of view at 90% of the response asking that, man, I don't know how you, I don't know how you ignore that. And we had, and I don't mind sharing this with the group. I, I even posted a video last week. Well, we had a little bit of a rough week. Like I got drugged through the mud last oh, week. Oh my God. <laughs> And I did also <laughs> by default. By default. <laughs> but um, you guys showed up in a major way and it was a, if nothing else, it felt really good, but it was something else because it, it really, I think, moved the needle uh, in, a, in a significant way towards us as stakeholders. So you've got a few questions you want to ask to clarify for our audience out there. And Well, it's just, so it's interesting what, what's happened since that day, right? So... There are people, um, they call themselves outdoorsmen. I'll just say our fellow outdoorsmen that are in favor of the restricted hunting area rule written as is. And then there are all of us who had all these concerns that FWC was not able to address essentially, even though Travis has been working with them for months and months and months and months and months on this and has given them heads up on what our issues are. Can I interrupt you really quick? I also think that was an eye opener because I think when you think this is a hunting rule, the natural thing to do is go talk to these six or seven stakeholders mm-hmm. that represent the hunting community. This is a hunting rule that is, my words, punitive to waterfowlers. Mm-hmm. We can argue about semantics of that or not. Like, But you guys have heard me talk about this enough to this point. You know where I'm at on it. Um, if that's the case, the waterfowlers showed up in mass and... I feel like the agency would have to take a closer look at who's exam- who is representing the waterfowlers as stakeholders. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I'm not saying I'm doing a good job of it either, although I'm definitely busting my tail to do it. 
But I am saying there were voices on that phone that they heard that they may need to say, okay, this might be a person we need to start talking to. This might be a person we need to start talking well, to. Well, and like, s- I think sadly the agency's eyes may have been opened that the people who, you know, there's sporting groups for duck hunters that were on that call. The heads of those groups were representing the group and they are not speaking on behalf of all the stakeholders in the group. Right. So there's like a very huge lapse in judgment happening that now FWC is going to have to contend with. Yeah. And that's, that's really like, I, I hate to be you, that way about it, but it is what it is. Uh, we yeah. didn't create that mess. No. <laughs> so, um, anyway. So. Go ahead. Yeah. So that meeting happened. Um, some people who are in favor of it are saying that that meeting was a huge victory for them because there is now a draft of the rule on the books and we're going to continue editing that draft rule, essentially. We are saying it was a huge victory because it didn't get passed as written, which is what we were super concerned was going to happen um, because all of these things had not been taken into account. And, and FWC couldn't address our concerns. I'm not digging them. That's just the truth. No. Um, and so now that all that's gone down, of course, the war, the battles resume on the internet, right? People are trying to spread information that they feel is correct. And so I think we should take this opportunity today to clarify some of the things that you will now see on the internet based off what happened last week. Okay. And first, let me say this. The things you're going to see on the internet, like I made a post the other day, it yep. was Saturday morning. I think I was, I was, I'd woken up and I was like clear headed about it and I needed to think and get some stuff out there. Um, couple of, couple of things. First, Cast and Blast Florida, the group is our community online. Like that's the spot where that's not to say you're not part of the community if you're not on Facebook, because we, we definitely interact in other places too, mm-hmm. but I am going to be more protective of that than anywhere else. So if you want to create drama and troll and it's not about like honey buns or something, I'm going to be fairly intolerant about that. I'm not going to sacrifice that community at the altar of one person. Yep. That's first. Second is we have had at this point in the conversation, we've devoted if you went back to episode like 82 and a half or something, I did an episode on the Castleberry RHA two and a half years ago. Mm-hmm. If you want to add it all up, we've had five hours of podcast episode content about this and we've done, I can't tell you, we did a webinar, we did the Zoom, we attended all the webinars that the state did, plus however many phone calls I've then had. I can't. I bet you it's 200 hours that you've spent on the phone about this. So Easily. So this is not a thing that we're just kind of cavalierly pontificating about. Like we're, we're just taking it seriously because this is our thing. Public land waterfowling yeah. is our thing. So it, it's not something that we're going to take lightly or uh, not, not talk about, but it is a thing where we're, we're trying to kind of gather ourselves, figure out what the next steps are because clearly at the end of that meeting, um, the commissioner spoke after all of the stakeholders did. And the commissioners provided George Worthen, who's the director of game management who did the presentation um, they provided him some direction. One is a as a mechanism to decline the RHAs. That, yeah, that came out of our pushback. Commissioner Spotswood directed uh, George to to look into a mechanism to decline or a trigger to approve the RHAs, which is a thing we've said for a long time. A critical wildlife area. Dan and I discussed this in both episodes. A critical wildlife area has subjective criteria that get approved. Mm-hmm. Like they don't just pass critical wildlife areas because it's at the discretion of the state. I would be fine with a hunting and game management representative determining, 
yes, it's unsafe to hunt here or it's fine to hunt here. Mm-hmm. Um, Commissioner Soule talked to um, talked about the discretion of the agency and does it result in exclusion? And he asked George to look into that. So I think I think I think there's going to be some changes. This draft rule can't come back exactly like it's written. Mm-hmm. There's going to have to be some changes. Uh, Commissioner Nicholas talked up. Uh, he he talked about projectile trespassing, and he had that just a hair backwards. But one thing he did talk about was the lakes list and specifying these specific lakes. And I know for a fact that at least Peter Arcuri and maybe another person in the webinars FWC had back in October specifically asked that mm-hmm. and it was kind of I'll, I'll say shot down and i don't mean that the agency shot it down i'm just gonna say shot down because it's easier than explaining like there was some back and forth and we can't really do this and this and this and this dismissed a little bit yeah but I, they heard it mm-hmm. i don't want to sound like i'm being belligerent or adversarial to the agency because I, I think they heard it i think they think they couldn't do it that direction came from a commissioner to take a look at that and as part of our letter we submitted an attachment that was the lakes of waterfowling significance in the state so we provided that to them up front that's awesome so um super encouraged about those things as well as the fact that 18 of the 20 speakers requested some kind of directional protections of fire and or pushed back heavily on the idea of spatial separation so that was a thing that was kind of introduced verbiage wise it's been there all along but it was verbalized as spatial separation we need spatial separation kind of at the at the last hour mm-hmm. and uh, uh dan dan and elizabeth i think put it the best if you have spatial separation and and we believe that's going to lead to hunter acceptance but we have all these other states where you have spatial separation i think in north dakota you have to be a thousand yards from a house to fire a gun okay every state has a decline in hunting licenses and every state has a decline in hunter acceptance what makes you believe that spatial separation is going to lead to an increase in hunter acceptance when it's proven time over time, over time, over time that it doesn't because the homeowners are saying we don't care if they hunt. They just can't do it here. Right. But this is not about safety. Oh no. At all. This is about convenience. Yes. So anyway, um, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but one of the things that got kind of misconstrued is that we demand the New York rule. That, that got drugged all over the place last week. We never once, what we asked staff to consider was adopting language from Florida statute, from Flo- like put your own rule out there that gives us a directional protection and protects us from the house. And you can still put a distance rule in with a directional protection. And we used the New York rule to illustrate that this type of protection can work in other states. Right. And a lot of people that are uninformed stood up and made pontificating comments about the fact that, oh, you can't hunt in suburban Manhattan. Well, no, you can't hunt in suburban Manhattan, but you can hunt the Finger Lakes. You hunt Niagara. Like there's a lot of places you can hunt that Long Island, a traditional waterfowling area. Part of the reason it's there is because of the, the human settlement patterns have changed. So there's a lot to that. A lot that was kind of um, neglected. A lot of people, I think were just kind of irritated that we weren't hearing their idea. But we did hear their idea. We were just trying to come up with a better idea. Yeah. Um, what about like, the? is there a distance rule in Florida today? No. Florida does not have a distance rule. It's the only state that I know of that doesn't have a distance from house rule. Okay. Um, the other funny thing is some of the folks that were naysayers last week 
two years ago continued to say, well, you should look at other states because other states have distance rules. Mm -hmm. So we did. And the first state we looked at, as I said on a podcast before, was New York. And it has this rule and it seems to work very well there as New York's D on DEC has stated. So this is this is a little bit of, I think, hurt feelings or something. I'm, yeah. I'm not really sure. Like it's it's very it's gotten very emotional for some folks. Uh, we're going to stay eyes on the prize. Yep. And the prize is we're going to we're going to continue to push to get some movement in our direction on this rule that provide better protections for public land waterfowling and all the things that we stand for and talk about because it doesn't do us any good to sit over here and pretend to talk about R3 if we're not going to put our money where our mouth is. You you go with that? I'm good with that. Okay. Anyway, um, I think so. So a lot of people also asked, what does it mean they passed the draft rule? They were supposed to pass the draft rule with direction to staff to go make changes. Like there was, there was no option for them to decline the draft rule. That's never going to be the thing that happens. Um, I, I've said this a myriad of times this is a negotiation. So mm-hmm. we're, we're looking to get movement our way and we got some movement our way. So let's see what happens from there. Uh, and then you'll also hear some chatter around earlier in the commission meeting. There was a, there was a conversation between a developer came on and <laughs> asked for a buffer zone around orange hammock WMA to protect the wildlife and the people in the development that he was building. And um, that angered some callers because why would you, (laughs) why don't you just not build houses if you're interested in protecting the wildlife? And secondly, um, why do the hunters always have to make the concession? Yeah. Commissioner Barreto, the chairman of the commission actually talked about how in South Florida, when you buy a house, there's a disclosure you have to sign whenever you buy near a, I forget what he said, a sewage dump or something. I I don't remember what the thing was, but you basically had to acknowledge that this thing's going to smell or it's going to be noisy or whatever. And uh, why don't we have something like that for people to buy near houses? That's a conversation again. That, near public water. But, well, he was talking about buy houses near WMAs. But, yes. Um, why wouldn't we have something like that for basically homeowners in Florida? Yeah. Like you're moving here from some other place. We hunt here. This is this is who we are. This is what we do. So uh, super encouraged. I am encouraged. I took it as a massive win. I, I was so proud of our people for showing up. Yes. Like so proud. And I was flying high and we're not done. We're far from done. That w- That's what I call the tip of the sphere. Uh, May 12th and 13th scheduled for Miami. So we'll, we'll see. Anybody wants to carpool, let's do it. Like the only way change happens is when you show up. That's what I believe. Because we could have very well not shown up and the drafter would have passed and gone to final rule as is. <laughs> My God. Put that in perspective. Anyway, if you got any questions about it, comments about it, or anything else, we never mind talking about it, but we're going to give the podcast a little bit of a break from it for a couple of weeks. And with that, we're going to move into keep and release. Emily, are you ready? I'm for ready. This? I'm ready. Um, do you want to, do you want, you want me to go first? Absolutely. Here's what I'm going to release. I'm going to release me <laughs> and Instagram. Because remember, I think it was like two weeks ago on this very program, I'm like, oh, I'm going to do Instagram stories now and y'all are going to love them. And what did I do? I did like four days in a row, five days in a row. You did great. I did. It was amazing. I was, I loved myself. It's like a mini podcast every day, like a two minute podcast. Is that what it is? Yeah. Well, I can't. With your face on it. I can't figure out Instagram. Like explain to them how bad I am at this. Oh my God. 
I get super frustrated at him because I'm like, hey, this is like a a new way that people could engage. You have the swipe ups. You can do polls on there and get quick quick feedback from the audience yada yada and i have all the features because i have a bajillion yeah because he has like over ten thousand followers i don't know what the magic number is now but um so he tried it to his credit i mean he came on there and like kind of made a little social media plan for a week and like put content out but and he got huge engagement on it by my standards but he's just not great at it because then so then so then then there was then, this, this conversation one night we're sitting in the living room and he's like what's the difference between a reel and a story and i'm like i don't know i'm a millennial i don't do the reels like i'm just classic instagram you know and we had to google for like 30 minutes to find the difference and basically the difference if you we don't are know boomer. We, we, are, we are boomer is that reels are instagram's answer to tiktok right they want you to go to reels and then scroll uh, yes but this is what I don't understand. Like, I if I want to go to TikTok, I go to TikTok and scroll. I don't want to do it on on Instagram because that's ghetto TikTok. Um, it's like it's like wish TikTok. <laughs> it's like it's like discount TikTok. No, it isn't. But I think the difference is that because Instagram is owned by Facebook, you don't pro- you probably don't get the randomness of feed that you get out of TikTok. Which is what makes TikTok what TikTok but, yeah, is magic because TikTok the algorithm. Is beautiful. Yeah, you're right. But we also might get, I don't know. I feel like hunting just gets censored on every platform. Hunting gets censored on TikTok. Like I got, I got shadow banned quick out there. Yeah. What was it? 200,000 views. And then the next. Like you didn't say the word gun on there. You didn't, we showed guns in some of the footage, but like it usually had just music over a video. Yeah. And yeah. Shadow banned quickly. All right. Anyway, that's my release. I'm releasing me and me. It was a good try. Hey listeners, you know what would be really cool is if you would tell us like, if we could put any content on any platform, what would you want to see? Unless you, it is YouTube hunting videos. If you could put, okay, so we have this group on Facebook. It's called Cast and Blast Florida Dash the Group. Go find it and join it. And pl- we put a poll out there this week so we can figure this out. Yes. Y'all need to tell us what you want. Yes. Maybe you just want the group and that's, tell that's me what enough. Tell what you really, really want. Okay. 1995 called and they want their Spice Girls CD back. I don't think that was from 95. I think Spice Girls were more like 2000 2003 something like that all right hold up 2002 what does the internet say about spice girls do you have a release formed in the mid 90s 1994 to 1996 but when did did, tell me if you want to be my lover better get with our friends 1996 july 7th 1996 they released their debut single wannabe oh dang it sorry come at me they're older than i thought they were (laughs) what what does that make me (laughs) what is your my release. release. Oh my gosh. Today has been the most beautiful Florida day. Recording this on Sunday. It is absolutely gorgeous outside. I've been outside all morning with my dogs, my French Britneys. Is that what we're allowed? To, is that what we call them? Oh yeah. We dropped the Spaniel. They're French yeah. Britney Spaniels. We don't call them that anymore. Whatever. One of them's trying to get in my lap right now. They um, are duck dogs. They're bird dogs. They're, they're bird dogs. Like, they're not duck thing. dogs. Is that they will go retrieve birds in the water. Or on mostly on land. But they don't. They don't like water. It was hot. Okay, listen. It was in the 80s. I'm outside getting some sun. I'm hot. The dogs are hot. And I put on clothes and went to the Dollar General to get in a fight behind it. No. To get a kiddie pool. An $8 kiddie pool. Brought it home for my dogs to lay in and play in. They want n- nothing to do with it. And I predicted that. 
yeah, he sat on the back porch and watched the show of me trying to get the dogs to get in the kiddie pool. But I did pick them up and put them in there and they would stand for a minute and then they would run away. Yeah. Because so, they don't want anything to do with water. I just don't understand it. It felt so nice. Do you have... On my feet. It was like a literally like a two and a half foot diameter kiddie pool. Yeah, it's the world's smallest kiddie pool. Maybe it was too small for them. No, it's it has nothing to do with that. Do you have a keep? I do have a keep. Besides our listeners? Besides all of our... He- my hero... Excuse me. <laughs> what, did you just die? I just sort of threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> I'm leaving that in, 100%. <laughs> Hold on one second. My keep is Facebook Marketplace. It's a scary world out there on Facebook Marketplace, but if you are patient and you are hunting a thing, the thing will come to you. Really? Yes. Are you talking about your armoire thing? I am. I'm talking about my my perfect cabinet for my office at home. Do you want to tell them about how you've bought other cabinets (laughs) that Emily bought a cabinet? I'm gonna I'm gonna be approximate on this. Emily bought a cabinet for $115 that Will and I had to borrow my dad's truck, go pick up, like carry out of a house, load in, bring home, put put on the porch, and she decided she didn't want it. And then she sold it for 120 I did. So we had spent, you know, two people an hour on it. And she's like, I sold it for 120 so I made $5 on it. So I really were coming out ahead. And I'm like, really because will and i are making a dollar 25 an hour in that whole equation like it seems like there's an efficient inefficiency yeah you gotta pick up my furniture (laughs) (laughs) okay so then so that we got rid of that one then i was like i will not settle i will only get the one that i find that i like i want and then somebody posted this perfect ikea piece the color I needed, the function I needed, everything for half price of Ikea. And it's already put together. Yeah, it was awesome. It and was dope. it's perfect. And it fit in my SUV without disassembling. Hell yeah, it did. That so. is like, you can't beat that. And what was really cool is the people were neat too. Like you get to meet people when you pick up furniture and they're like, they're moving into their RV to like roam around the country because they weren't of the neat. pandemic. They weren't neat. They were cool. That, that dude had killed people. That's true. I'm, I'm 100% sure that guy had killed people. Um, anyway, I wish them well. Okay, what's your keep? All right, I've got a great keep. Okay, this okay. this is what I'm keeping. I may get in trouble for this. In the month of February, two different people were killed by gender reveal devices. That's what you're keeping? One was in Michigan and one was in New York. What I'm keeping is gender reveal devices are more dangerous than waterfowl hunters in Florida. <laughs> Oh my God. Do you know what we need? What? We need a restricted gender reveal device area. I know, but that would have to be federal because obviously it's spanning multiple states. That homeowners can petition their local government for. For gender reveal protections. Yes. That would be. It just delighted my soul. Like, I'm sorry that somebody died in that, but gender reveal devices are like the height of excess and I just kind of hate them in general. Because we we live now in this age where you have to do some kind of crazy ass gender reveal thing. You don't have to. You have to. Oh my god! If you don't, you're not. Your even sister a kid. didn't. I love her style. She would literally just randomly pop up on Facebook once every fifteen months and be like, "It's a boy. It's a girl. It's a boy. right." That's not a gender reveal party thing. Like there was right. no there was no combustible. No, literally, materials she or, didn't even have a picture. It just said, "It's a boy." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was no. Uh, words cannons involved there were no pyrotechnics involved there was no okay here's what we're gonna do we're gonna hire three eagles and we're gonna shoot a flaming arrow 
at the Eagles are going to be carrying That's balloons. That's not legal. And whatever falls out of the Eagles balloon is what we're having. If I ever got pregnant, how would I tell you what, like, how would we do that? What would your if you gender got pregnant? Be? You would tell me in the divorce <laughs> proceedings. <laughs> you could probably just list that out in the legal paperwork that you send over. Uh, oh. All right. Do you have anything else? I feel like we have beat this horse to death. Um, we've 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 ridden as far as it'll go. No, hey, just don't forget to go leave us leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We're on Facebook at Cast and Lost Florida the group. Uh, if you want to support our cause for protection of duck hunters' rights, hunters' rights, conservation in the state of Florida, bringing together stakeholders, you can be a patron of our show. Yeah, and I will tell you that our patrons last week were like, "Dude, it's the best money we've ever spent." After all the effort <laughs> you guys put into this, how do they do that? They go to castandblastfl.com. Uh, yeah, and you can you can actually actually there's a link in the show notes. And yeah. You just click on that and join Patreon, but you can also do it on castandblastfl.com. There's a little side link. But the most important thing you can do: stay woke. Thanks for listening to Cast and Blast Florida podcast. Serious outdoorsmen who don't take themselves too seriously. As always, you can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you can figure out how to do that. You can check out our store at castandblastfl.com. Click the shop link. Or you can join us on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. The very best thing you can do for us, though, is to invite someone else to listen to the show. Recruit us a new listener. We hope everyone has a great day and enjoy the dulcet tones of Trail Diver as they take you into your week. Bye.